johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1670. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. It's a Wednesday, and that means another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. We got the boys back east. We're going to get there. Soldiering on. Hope all is well with everyone. Hang in there. We're anxiously anticipating the return to normalcy in, uh, in sports. It's a fluid situation. 
Got a little horse racing going on right now. Uh, and the NFL draft's coming. And we're hoping against hope. The NBA, the NHL, they'll find a way uh, to wrap things up, if not just go right to the postseason. Uh, but the playing field is it's ever shifting and ever moving. Uh, but we always have fun having a little sports conversation, nice diversion as we bring in the fellas. We go back to Baltimore to John and Mike. SportsInsiderRadio.com invites you to check out the website. All right, fellas, what's the update? How's everybody hanging in there? Well, uh, first things first, I'm in the office, unlike last week where he was 20 feet away from me. Unlike last week where he was 20 feet away from me. Now I'm alone. I'm alone, Brian. It's so lonely. You are. I'm in this big. A- you are. Bi- you are isolated. Big, you are. Big, you are big Apple office. You're, you're self self quarantining. So you know it's it's an inch. It's so here's the thing. This is like zero to sixty every week. If we continue, you know, you you got me. We're doing it. We're providing content to the public, and uh, I can't use the claim that I'm busy, even though while I'm talking to you, I'm actively day trading the markets like a degenerate, um, betting horses on TVG like a degenerate, and I have uh, Nicaraguan soccer up that I'm getting ready for this evening like a degenerate. I, I, I draw the line at eSports, but between the, i tell you what, Brian, horses have saved me mentally. I was, Mike will tell you, uh, you know I'm a cyclist, Brian, but I have an indoor trainer. I sat on my indoor trainer, which is a bicycle inside, and I rode 35 miles for three hours and didn't even realize it because I was going from race to race to race with TVG in front of me. Now, let me ask you something. How did you miss the boat, being the longtime cyclist that you are? How come you weren't the guy inventing the Peloton thing? I tell you, man. So what you can only do what you can do, but I will say this: Would you? you, know, you does, this is, is that thing of interest to you? I mean, because you're a cyclist. So no, I, I'm a little more aggressive. The Peloton. I mean, since we have time, we can have levity in the show. The Peloton is really great for what I would call non-cyclists. So if you're somebody that's not a cyclist, it's great. I'm a little more aggressive. And uh, the, the 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 bike that I have actually goes up and down like you're on a mountain, and it's a little more painful. But again, it's great for the masses, and it's great for look. They're going to make a fortune keeping everybody inside. Uh, I am a member of it at a gym. Um, I don't know. You know, this is the thing that we've been discussing when you were in off air with other people is that. Just because they give the all clear, they're giving the all clear in parts of China. People still are kind of like peeking their head out of the door going like, is it really clear? And what you have to understand is that the psychological aspect, and I don't know how it's going down in Vegas, but how it's going down in Baltimore, at least where I'm at, is you can feel and cut the tension with a knife when you're, let's say, in a grocery store, even if everyone's wearing a mask, everybody is 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 the enemy basically because it is kind of like you know you get it beat into you. It's the unseen enemy. So you know somebody walks by, well, the car too I, close. And I like, will interject and say that uh, over the weekend I did the the Costco run uh, mm. with my wife and our granddaughter, and, and so we we went and. You know, and it, it, believe me, they space them out. But once you get in there, but you're right because I I even found myself, uh, you know, she she turns and she's gonna make a beeline down this aisle, and I'm like, well, let's do this aisle, and we'll come back to this one because that aisle was too crowded. 
It, it's right. cra- It's crazy. I mean, it just gets in your head, right? I mean, I was watching, you know, just for the fun of it, watching that SmackDown uh, or the WrestleMania or whatever, just be, to see the empty crowd. And, you know, how odd is just, that, by the way? It, it, it is, but the, I was for more from the psychological aspect. Even with the, you know, the horse racing is a little different. We'll we'll just we'll get into that later in the show. But I don't know. You know, Mike and I went to the Tennessee game. Uh, which game we went to, Mike? We went to the Tennessee playoff game. Hi, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? W- which game did we? Yeah, we we went the- to the Tennessee playoff game and the New England Patriot game. Right. It was now, look, I mean, we went through look, the regular season, and we, then we went. So to here's the thing: playoff. we spent that. Th- look, no, I'm not just tell you. You know, we're not bragging, right? Uh, we spent thousands. We spent, I think, eighteen hundred for the New England Patriot tickets uh, between me and my son and Mike, and we spent, I think, sixteen hundred for the Tennessee tickets. Who is going to spend eighteen or sixteen hundred to sit in a stadium post pandemic with uh, eighty thousand maniacs yelling and screaming? I mean, think about that, Brian. Well, Mike, what's your take? I, I think the reality, I mean, we we talked about this last week, and if anything, a week removed from talking about it last week, it's, if anything, it's the same thing, if not even enhanced, that uh, any sport, you know, when, when we return, we're returning without fans, and the NFL claims, that, hey, we're doing a full season and we're anticipating fans, you know, early September, uh, you know, I would like to... <laughs> Hope that they're I like right. To put the line on that. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't see fans in stands for a long time. Listen, well, I mean, we have we have a lot of intelligent clients, and I'll let Mike answer that. We have a lot of intelligent, high net worth clients that run Fortune 500 companies that are tapped into algorithms and models. I'm not going to say who they are, but we got people that like were telling us about this in December, kind of like we do algorithms in sports. They're doing algorithms on this. And I mean, this is basically like, do I personally think, and I don't want to sound like the, um, the panic guy, the negative guy. Um, I think we're 50, 50 to have an NFL season. I think it's a, I, I'm with you that it's a, uh, you know, it rem- it remains in doubt. I j- yeah, just you're talking just kicking a football in the air off a tee, let alone fans in the stands. Right. Well, they're talking about um, with NBA currently, they're throwing the idea around of having a bubble city where they have a couple cities where yeah, well, I'm they sitting basically in it. are. Yeah, so they'll just have quarantine teams there. They will not travel. They're going to test everybody. And they're going to play without fans, and that's just an idea, just because obviously you know day to day. But what my question is, I mean, and I get that's still really relevant, but hypothetically, one of these you know larger than life guys like LeBron, let's say, what if he gets it and they're already in the playoff run? Do they just sit him for the rest of the playoffs? He's not hurt just because not only is maybe he has some flu symptoms, that's fourteen days minimum. So basically, he's just well, out for that entire. Yeah, but it, no. I, well, Mike, I, if he gets it, and he's in the locker room in close proximity to all the other guys, I mean, they shut down a construction project here for two weeks for fourteen days. A construction worker test positive for COVID nineteen. They shut a construction project down. If a, a player, if a you you know mentioned LeBron, but if if a player gets it. Well, every guy on his team was exposed to it. 
So now you're going to run the risk of exposing the other team to the other guys who were around a guy. I mean, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, I just in terms of how this is treated, if there's ever a vaccine and we go down the road. But, I mean, that scenario is great, and you're, you're right. The scenario makes sense until a player gets it. I mean, I, what I've been, you know, again, it's, I'm not a medical professional, and all I could do is just give you my opinion. That's all I have. But what they're saying is it's probably going to let up. It's going to flatten the curve in the summer months. And then there could be a resurgence of the same thing come October, November, December, mm-hmm. which honestly, I mean, at this point, that that's almost even worse. It's like we're going to have a shot of hope in July, August, and we think where everybody's under control. And obviously the what they're basically saying is, you know, if you're a healthy adult, you'll probably be fine to go out at your own risk. But if you're still a senior citizen or you have those underlying health conditions, still you might have to self-quarantine for much longer than when they release everybody to, you know, the restaurants and all that. No, unless, unless I'm missing something, uh, I've been paying attention. But I have, has there been anything definitive? And I don't, I don't think there has been that if you've had it, and then they talk about antibodies and things of that nature. But if you have it, have they come out with anything definitive to say, okay, you had it? Uh, that does that necessarily automatically mean you don't get it again? I, I so Fauci says Fauci says that if it acts like every other virus, you'll be immune. So you know that yeah, but, was the whole concept right, they were trying but, to do but, in, but, but in the word, England. But the word "if" was in that sentence, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, look, there's different strains of the flu every year, so we don't know. What we do know is this: is that um, I don't think my issue is when sports come back. Uh, I just think that society now will be changed for a while in terms of the just the whole spatial distancing thing. I don't think that's something that you're not going to. It's not like a green red. It's not like a red light, green light where the government's going to come. I go, all right, we're clear now. Let's everybody just party. I just don't see that. Yeah, happening. You know what, kid? I I have not even thought of this, uh, but the reality of it is, and you know me and the horses and and love the horses and had, you know had some fun with it over the weekend and uh, looking forward to the weekend coming up. Uh, I'm playing pick sixes every race now. I'm insane. Pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, down. but we'll get into that. What, what did you? What did you turn into Costi? Uh, you know how many eighteen dollars? You, 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 know you, know you know how many eighteen Costi? You know how many? Listen. You know how many eighteen dollar uh, wagers I made yesterday? So this is the funniest thing, and then we'll get back to it. I made like thirty. Pick three, pick four, pick five wagers, 25 cents, 50 cents, 75 cents a dollar. Obviously, you know, a dollar is 18 bucks. And at the end of the day, I logged into my TVG account. I was plus one dollar. There you go. How do you do that? I know. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the way to make a score with the pick threes is hit the all button. I mean, you, you find the most wide open race uh, and you make a real firm stand on the last leg of the pick three, but hit the all button and hope for something crazy on the front end. And believe me, it can make a score. But, but you know, what I was going to say to you that, you know, having been around horse racing for so many years, horse racing has always been like this. I mean, you know, the tracks, uh, the on-track handle, the people that go to the races, they make 18% on win percent uh, win play show wagers, 26% on exotic wagers, but it's the simulcast signal could be as low as 3% they get. And that's basically what ended up happening to horse racing for the last 25, 30 years. 
it's a it's a TV show. It's a you know it's simulcasting. It's a TV show, and we're seeing that on full display with what's going on now because it's the only game in town. The crazy thing is, all of a sudden, all of sports is going to become for a while like horse racing, where it's players on a field, a rink, a court, whatever, and TV cameras. <laughs> and basically, all of sports is about to turn into horse racing in terms of how it's presented to the public. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, what I and the, the excuse that was given on TVG is that it's a health issue for the horses. They must run for the health of the horses. Yeah. Well, that, I, I, that, this is a discussion for another day. All the all the breakdowns and all the awful things that happened last year at Santa Anita. It's sickening. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, but the the bottom line is, for the horses, this is what they're bred to do. <laughs> they enjoy, you know, do it. There are good people, there are bad people in all walks of life, in all sports. But this is what these horses are bred to do, you know? I mean, that's, they, that, so let, that's let's, their routine, let's talk, man. Since you are, eat, since you eat, are a horseman eat and for run. The, for, since you're a horseman for the, for the, um, for the listeners out there, let's, let's use this time to educate the sports bettors who, you know, the issue is the sports bettors call and they go, well, I'd love to bet horses. I don't know how to. So in the, in the most, I mean, we can go through this a little bit. We have the time, obviously. Sure. So what, when you log into a, a horse betting account, any place that takes horses, uh, so let's just go through it. So we have the single win place and show bet. So obviously... Am I correct? The horse wins. You get paid on the place in the show if you play at all. If the horse comes in third, you get a little bit of a refund on the third spot. Do you recommend betting win, place, and show, or just to win, or just to place, or just to show on certain horses? Personally, I do win and place. Boom. Everybody, yep. Somebody okay there? <laughs> Somebody. Yeah, I think it was Mike. I think it was Mike's cell phone. Go man, ahead. man down. Man down. You all right, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he might I'm be. not used to doing it with a cell phone. I think you remember when I was in uh, the Dominican Republic when you were yelling at me. Yeah. You said, you need to figure out this windstorm. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I'll tell you, John, tell him, for motor skills are the first thing to go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, let me ask no, you. No, I, I, I do win in place. I do win in place. And, 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 okay, and so. The rationale is, uh, if. Uh, give me the price of a horse, or uh, give me the odds on a horse. Oh man! I, or just uh, just throw a number. Uh, out. Nine to one. Nine to one. The horse would pay twenty dollars to win. Okay, that would be your return on a two dollar wager. Now, depending on who runs second, because you'd be sharing the place pool with the other horse that was in the top two. If it's a favorite, uh, that twenty dollar horse. Would probably pay six, seven dollars at least to place. But if anything mm-hmm. other than a favorite or another another long shot were to come in, that horse could pay twenty to win, and could pay ten, eleven dollars to place. So if you bet two to win in place on a horse that paid twenty to win and eleven to place, you bet four dollars and you got thirty-one dollars back. But the reason I play win in places is is provided unless the horse is like an odds on favorite for the most part 85 90% of the time if the horse you bet to win in place runs at least second you're going to a get everything back 
and B, you know, make make a little coin. Not a lot, but but you basically by betting win in place, you live to fight, and you got you got you know in your bankroll. You know, there's another race. There's another race I get to bet without having lost anything. Uh, but you can make money uh, depending on on the the price of the horse. If it only runs second, you're still going to make a small profit. So, so it's like, it's like a saver bet. You know what I mean? The play the place is yeah, a, yeah. a saver. No, I get bet. it. I get it. it it's I, I almost it. like hedging, you know, in a way. So let's 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 just act like the person listening. This is kind of like doesn't know anything about horses at all. Why? So somebody called me yesterday and said, "Well, how much do I win if I win if I bet a hundred? I go, "It's not like that. You got to bet in increments of two. So let's talk about why is it a two dollar wager and not a one dollar wager? Well, some places are a dollar. Well, no, but I mean, no normal horse betting has always been like two dollars. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why is it? I, I think there are some some quirky. You know, most places don't. Some places maybe would take a dollar. A dollar wager, like an app here and there, maybe a faraway place. I don't know. No, but I'm saying but generally, is there some it's based, reason why all the numbers are based based on two bucks. Yeah, the numbers always been based on two dollars. But but the funny thing is the implementation of the of the apps uh, and even the prices. And it's funny. I, that's the only thing that you know kind of irked me a little bit about horse racing. But I think they're doing a much better job of it. Is to make it more universal. That you've you've got common denominators and common threads. That basically, okay, wait a minute. It's one. It, they're saying one thing to me as in Santa Anita, but they're telling me another thing uh, at parks. And maybe that's a bad example, but uh, you know, you, you just want it to be uniform because some places you'll look at the will pays and like, okay, I I can figure it out because I've I've been watching it. You know, I get, I can tell what it basically should be around what it should pay. But a lot of the returns now, the will pays. Will be a dollar daily double, a dollar exact will pay. And when you're re- trying to read the board, where it always used to be two dollars, a lot more of the will Got pay, it. a lot of the will pay information now is a dollar. So that's changed in the last five years. Well, let me ask you this: For when you hear about these scores, are most of the scores on these pick threes, pick fours, pick five, pick sixes? And what's the? Do you differentiate? Are you in a? Are you in a? Uh, do you get into the exactas, the trifectas, oh, yeah. the superfectas, or do you keep it? So I notice when you do a, when, let's say I'll do an exacta, you can pick more than one horse and just box it, have it yeah. boxed, or have it key, keyed with the box. Why would you put more than one horse, for instance, in an exacta? Oh uh, well, like, uh, for argument's sake, like uh, uh, like this past weekend, for argument's sake, uh, I was playing Oakland, and the next to last race, I did a three horse exacta box, but in the last race, and uh, the, the kind of a cold deck, it actually came in. I, I only played a two dollar exacta because I really, I mean, I thought the one horse had a fall down to lose, and and the best, the second best horse with a closing kick, but I, I had. I would say maybe more conviction, right? I mean, I thought there was an opportunity for something quirky to happen in the previous race, but I had a strong opinion in the last race and whittled it down to two. Um, then there are then there are some races go. I'm just going to waste waste money here swinging at an exact. I really like this horse, but boy, I have no cl- anything could run second. So I I could either go win in place or very rarely I do it, and actually very very rarely, and maybe I should do it a little more. Is is to wheel a horse, 
uh, you can wheel a horse in an exact first and second. You, you wheel if it's the eight horse. You know, eight with all, and then you could come back the other way and do an, uh, an exact all with eight. If you re- if you thought uh, you, you loved the long shot horse and thought another long shot could come in, uh, yeah, I mean, then you get the, the ridiculous, crazy overlay price on the return. How hard is it to take small money and turn it into huge money? People are asking oh, me that are happen. sports betters with horses. Oh, it can happen, man. That's why. That's why. I mean, what? even even just as part of the conversation, what I said to you earlier is that you were saying you were playing, uh, whatever, pick threes, eighteen, pick fours, 18 pick bucks five. on a pick three would be. Uh, literally a dollar. three horses with three horses with two horses. It was thirty six wagers, right? Right. Okay. So and that's and fine. I, I mean, I've ma- I make bets like that all the time. But the thing is, oh man, I oh, I hit the fifteen to one shot in the first leg, and then you got three in the next race, and and you miss, or or on the right. back. But, well, that's why I only had a dollar right. when I woke up this and, morning. And you know, the, <laughs> hey, the favorite only wins thirty three percent of the time. But the, the thing is, I think from a money management and just a, a wagering advice perspective, if you've targeted, uh. Some horses, like you, you, you go in and there's four tracks running. Go, I like six horses. Today. I mean, I, these are the horses I'm, I'm going to war with here. I'm taking a real stand with these guys. And you, you love a horse in race six. Uh, he's in my plans. Well, to me, what I would suggest, but it depends on on the previous races. If you're looking at race four, it, to me, it's always the the monster prices come when the home run is in the first leg of a pick three or pick four because you've killed you've wiped out so many people and you've got the long shot on the front end that the overlaid prices then come but if you say that that first race of a pick three is it's insane it's a maiden race or and you're looking and go anybody can win this race you know if you go all and say in an eight horse field and you went all and you go to the next race and go well here's the here's the favorite uh, yeah, he looks good, and here's another. Here's a long shot I think could upset the apple cart. So you go all in the first leg with a favorite and a long shot in the second race, and single the horse you loved starting the day. Uh, that would be a sixteen dollar wager for a dollar, and if you're alive, all of a sudden you're going to bet ten ten on the horse or something in the last leg, but all of a sudden that pick three come, is, is sitting there and the will pay is telling you it's paying $490. All of a sudden, that $16 wager, you don't have to bet the ten ten. So you actually made a wager and bet less to win more. Right. I mean, it's a money management right. thing, you know. Well, so the thing is, for most people, and this is what I was thinking about, this might be the best sport to bet on, period, and especially in times like this, because the horses don't know there's COVID-19. The horses aren't upset. The horses... The horse doesn't know he's 40 to... They're agnostic. The horse doesn't know he's 40 to 1. The horse doesn't know he's 40 to 1. Now, let's get back to that for a second. So I got, I had an aggressive argument with a client, a sports betting client. No. Uh, when I say argument, <laughs> uh, a, 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 a great conversation okay. with him. A debate. Because a I, debate. Gave him, I gave him, uh, he bets, you know, a dime to five dimes a game, 1,000 to 5,000 a game in Vegas. And um, he has access to betting horses. And I gave him a chalk. Uh, like a five to two, whatever it was, uh, race. And I said to him, listen, you know, as per Brian, blessing, 
because <laughs> he came back with the vengeance of anybody can pick chalk. I don't want idiot. this garbage. And I said, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 well, he's, whoa, he's whoa, not an whoa. idiot. But I mean, it, 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 you, go ahead. You finish your story. But I will tell so you, it took me a lot of years to what you're about to say. It took me a lot of years at, and getting hit upside the head with a two-by-four to go, idiot, think about this. Go ahead. Tell so him I what said, I tell as you. As Brian Blessing, you'll lay 110 on a five-hour football game. You'll lay 110 on a nine-hour extra inning yeah. baseball game. A, a game, game that's minus three and, and a coin flip. Because I'm giving you a 110 favorite that's yeah. going to last th- 60 seconds. Yep. Isn't it amazing? I mean, if but that's always been... And it's funny now. We're talking new people. And it won. Wait, wait. It won. So I said, yes, you're technically right if it lost, but it won. I, 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 it's crazy because I think there are new people that are getting involved now, and it'll take them a long while to, to learn this lesson. But even the guys that are grinding away in, in a sports book, the racing sport, and I mean, it's the common refrain I can beat him. I'm going to try to beat him. There, there was a horse in the Florida Derby. I threw him out. I fl- I said he the, he was the second choice. I did not. I did not play tis the law. I played. I played. Um. I, did, I It's funny. I threw tis the law out. So you know how I did on that race. Right, well, I <laughs> I had my my main two were tis the law, but but I thought Independence Hall was going to run big. But because so I had Independence it, Hall, but I I didn't have hmm. tis the law. Right. All right. But 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 on the front end of that race, okay, great, big deal. I was right. You know. But Mike, did you have tis the law? I did not. But, but the, the point is that I think when you're handicapping the horses, too, one of the, one of the things you can do, and if you can do it with conviction, uh, there will be these opportunities. There's only four tracks running now, but when there's 8, 10, 12, there's a lot of them. Where you're sitting there going, Ette Indiana had a great last race as a speedball went to the front and controlled the race, but had two the races prior to that had been beaten by, I believe it was Independence Hall. But but the horse, okay, maybe the horse is a completely different animal now, but coming off this great race, and everybody went nuts. They loved the horse. The last thing they saw was his horse going to the front, running like a reindeer. Well, the difference was he was going against more caliber competition, and as a speed horse breaking from the 12-hole, there was, to me, no way that horse was going to get to the front from there, and if he didn't get to the front and was a need-to-lead type, he could run right out, and that was my belief that I, I totally eliminated the second choice on the board as if he wasn't even running in the race. Now, knock on wood, it worked that race. But you know what I'm saying? That's where you can find these prices. And then the guy you're talking to is like, listen, yeah, so what? The horse is only five to two. If I'm, if so I'm, ran, if I'm why, listen, he ran wire to wire. He was literally no horse could catch the. I said to the guy, you, you're upset after 60 seconds. You could have cashed a ticket and you were arguing with me, but you'll lay 110 on a football game. Well, that, that, that's honestly, listen, you know, Michael, I, here's the thing. You sit there and you look and you go, oh, I love this horse. Oh, he's even money, right? But the, the, the horse player's mindset, oh, he's even money. I can beat him. But you're sitting there going, Wait a minute. Even money, even money is even better than betting a football game and laying 110 to win 100. And it took you a minute, right. 12 seconds to just double your money. So well, I think everything. When you gonna, say 30 I mean, now. Pers- go ahead, Mike. I was just saying, just listening, and from a perspective of I'm not a big horse guy as well. I've been predominantly you know, main sports of football, basketball, soccer, baseball my entire life. Now that 
look, this is what we have. There's a ton of opportunities, but people always put except when I let him loose in Pimlico. Yeah, unless you know now the opportunities are there, and you really don't have a choice because it was always all right. Well, we only did the main Kentucky Derby, Preakness um, races. But now that there is no other sports available, I think a lot more people are going to take into yep. um, horse racing, and they're going to find it that there's a lot of money to be made because they were just never accustomed to, look, we want to watch a four-hour game, we want to relax, it's entertainment, we know the players. This is strictly betting, and I think this will have a much big. It may even become that much bigger because now people are so much open-minded, so Here's the the crazy thing about this is horse racing gets its moment with the Kentucky Derby once a year. People that know nothing about it, don't care about it, but they'll go and bet a horse's name or they'll box their address, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is. But people will watch that one race a year and that's it. That's all she wrote. And they're just taking a swing and having some fun. But from the grind aspect of it, but making money, the 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 cold hard truth is, when the Derby's running, when the Breeders' Cup's running, when it's the Belmont Day or Preakness Day in your backyard, and there are all these amazing races on the undercard, though, and the Breeders' Cup, those days you can make because the pools are big. If you're right, you can take down the lumber yard, but the reality of it is. Those are the toughest days of the year because so many of those horses have quality horses have been targeted to those marquee races that there's so much talent in those races. You can make a case for maybe six, seven or eight horses in a 12 horse field. But on a daily race, a day, but but the the Friday or Thursday before the Preakness at Pimlico, you're sitting there. The best bet you can make all week could be race four at Pimlico, where you know here's a cheaper horse that you know if you have your certain angles and things that work, he towers over the competition, and the betting public is ignoring him. You you honestly, the the real way to make money is to me is with cheaper horses. Because they are, they're like creatures of habit that they only have one, two, or three good races in them in a whole year. But if you if you can spot the tell signs that they're sitting on that good race uh, against weaker foes, but you know their past performances they look horrid. But they give you the little sign that today's the day he's running the good one. That you, that's where you make the home run is uh, is midweek or uh, on cheaper races. The the great races are hard to handicap. Well, I would say the same thing is about when you're talking about the Final Four, the Sweet Sixteen, the NFL playoffs, the Super Bowl. Is I mean, I would say that's probably across all sports the same thing. And you know, the thing with the horse racing is. The lingo and people understand. You know, it's kind of like you were. You're a horse better. I mean, it's not like there are. There is a distinction between a sports better, a horse better, and a table gambler. Obviously, a lot of people are all three. But I mean, you know, I'm 47 years old and I don't know how to play poker. And me and Mike joke about this. I went on Google and I said, you know. I said it on one of the last radio shows we did when sports were playing. Uh, is forty-seven too old to learn how to play poker? And Google and Siri <laughs> responded back, uh, "You're never too old to learn how to lose money." <laughs> you know, 
Hey, listen, listen, that's awesome. If you're not around next Wednesday, just have Siri pop on. <laughs> so you know that, that 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 that's the thing is like you know Mike's in these like high stake poker games every Sunday night. Obviously they're they're all done. They're done. He he. I think he wiggled one they're right not in before. They're I not, ca- they're, hey, they're not done. They're all online now. Oh, not done. what are you zooming it now? No, so it's not zoom. They have these poker apps where you could play as a group. You know who? And then, Mike, you know who was on? We had uh, on my. Uh, a hockey show in Las Vegas uh, last week. Uh, Daniel Negreanu was was on our hockey show, and, and we were talking. And you know, I mean, the World Series of Poker. Uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? But even like what you love to do with the social distancing thing, and you wonder uh, from the poker side of things, what will a poker table, just a poker table, look like in the future oh, wow. in terms of spacing? And, you know, I, our life has changed, boys. Yeah, I mean, it's affected I mean, every possible. Um, you could make a case for anybody how it's changed their life, you know, 360 degrees. I mean, it's just completely, it complete insanity. And, yeah, when this all calms down and we have, you know, an opportunity to try to go back to normal, I think everything is going to be quite different in how we approach you know, situations where there's a lot of people online. So, you know, poker tables, casinos in general, I mean, there's so many people touching those chips time and time and time again. What are going to be the protocols there? And sitting in a sports book for March Madness with thousands of people or the same thing with stadiums. I mean, it's going to go on and on. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it to eventually go back to normal, but I just don't know what the normal is going to be. I mean, the normal might also be everybody's wearing a mask. Just it'll be like Asia, where just everybody's wearing a mask. There's no stigma. Just everyone's wearing a mask. Like, you know, because that's how it is in Tokyo. That's how it is in Hong Kong. Like, before this, just everybody was always wearing a mask. So, you know, have you... So let me ask you, not to get too personal, you don't have to answer. When you went on the Costo run, did you and your lovely wife uh, wear the mask? I'm I'm assuming your granddaughter did not. Or did you guys just go in there like... uh, no, we didn't, but I, I think it's uh, in the not-too-distant future, right? It, it sounds like that may be coming. I mean, it's here. It's basically coming. So I went out to a uh, grocery store. I'm I'm basically the designated uh, gro- grocery store runner for uh, my children. I don't want them in the stores if they don't need to be in the stores right now. So, uh, you know, it's. I was telling uh, Mike, you know, everyone's wearing everyone's wearing a mask. Like, here, everyone's wearing a mask. But, again, our governor is very... Um, he was on this thing like right from the beginning, so uh, I guess we might be a little more locked down than most other states beside New York. Um, but again, you know, again, many, I don't. Just out of curiosity, how many like in, in your neck of the woods? Like, uh, what are the what are the sheer numbers? What are what are the case? So numbers? in the county, in, as of here, I'll tell you right now because we I have a uh, you know, man, I'm following this like white on rice. Um, Maryland. Um, obviously, New York is the hardest hit right now. Um, uh, we we are we reside in Baltimore County, which is obviously UMBC University of Baltimore County, which was the 16th seat to upset. You know, two years ago, I think today or yesterday, um, 
Right now in Baltimore County, we have 289 confirmed cases. In Baltimore City, we have 221 confirmed cases, um, cases by age, which is interesting. The um, I'm 47 years old, uh, between 40 and 49, 372 cases, but the highest is between 50 and 59, which is 396 cases. I'm glad to see... Um, only six cases, zero to nine. There are an increase. I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old, 10 to 19, 39 cases. And uh, my father's 80, so plus 80. I'm glad to see it's 79 cases, which means pretty much all the senior citizens are doing what they're supposed to be doing. When I say senior citizens, I don't really mean 65. I mean like 75, 80, 90. They're staying home like they're supposed to, letting somebody else go to the grocery store. We've had a total of... Uh, um, I, the irony in Maryland, which is different, uh, countrywide and globally, more men are getting this disease than women. It's pretty sad that I normally do the numbers for sports of who's covering Brian. Yes, it is. And I, I switched to, but but not surprising just, that you were on top of it, uh, uh, right? So, but what's interesting is there is a disconnect in the state of Maryland from all other states and all other countries for the moment. Obviously, that could change in a second. Um, right now, we have 1,016 confirmed female cases, and we have 969 male cases. Majority of the cases globally, more male than female. There is some um, theory that men, and I'm not singling anybody out on this radio show, um, more men are smokers than women, just statistically. More men are have been drinkers and partiers in certain aspects of their life, so they have weakened immune systems, even if they perceive themselves to be healthy. Um, but uh, let's just say if there was ever a time that you wanted to consider putting them things down, now would be the time. But I'm sure if your wife is listening, she's clapping her hands for me right yeah, of now. Of course. Well, she loves she, – she's so easily amused. She, let me ask you. I mean, you know, <laughs> let, let me ask you. Um, how is this – how does one – how does it feel when you purchase – when anyone purchases, I mean, how does it feel when you purchase a pack of cigarettes? Like, or, or, like, I know when I go to a cigar store, I went, to, I got a text on my phone that says, We are delivering cigars. I'm a smoker. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a cigar smoker. So it kind of, before the lockdown, they were like, You have a certain amount of hours before this business is going to close. And, like, the place is overrun with men buying cigars. But I got to tell you, it felt a little weird. You know, people do what they do, man. You know, <laughs> you know. It felt a, now in Pennsylvania. Here's an interesting stat. I know you've lived some of your life in Pennsylvania. A lot. Pennsylvania closed all the liquor stores. You can no longer buy alcohol. Now here's why. Here's now, and that's funny. You're in Baltimore, and that's the city that always was historic for having the blue law when it came to liquor. Well, wait, wait. It gets better. Maryland left the liquor stores open. To, per- to protect mental health and now allow deliveries of alcohol. So you have all these people. So, like, Mer- Pennsylvania is, like, the biggest, like, I've never seen drive-through liquor stores like I see in Pennsylvania. Like, my, my half of my, you know, my in-laws are in Pennsylvania. It's like I used to say, like, you don't see this in Maryland where you just drive through. They load up the back of your trunk with as much booze as you want. You just head on out. 
the fact that they like it's such part of ingrained in their culture it's crazy they just literally shut it down so i mean i wonder if somebody's making moonshine now like in the old days in pennsylvania <laughs> no, they're just going to be driving over the border <laughs> well, you can't well, you can't so i don't know if you so yeah. you're nevada is so big brian you you're not allowed to they have you're you're not supposed to leave so now maryland residents aren't supposed to leave virginia residents aren't supposed to leave they're trying to keep new yorkers basically from running down you know the the funny thing is my uh, I just talked to my best friend yesterday. Uh, it, he's actually he's you know from New York and New York State, and he's got a place in Florida. And he he just had surgery, so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go down. I'm just gonna go down there and uh, you know sun sit, relax, and recover at his place in Florida. He's been there for three and a half, four weeks, and this all happens. But now the problem they've got in Florida, I believe, just issued the order today uh, to do the stay-at-home thing. They had yet to do it. I I believe I heard that on the way in. But the funny thing is I'm talking to him yesterday. He goes, oh, man. I said, what's it like for you driving around there, right? I mean, you're driving around with New York plates. Oh and, my God! Right, and I'm, I mean, like, now you've been there. I mean, you're not the, you're not part of the problem, right? Where they're saying we don't want people leaving the hot spot and go down there. He had already been. He's like, I live, I got a place here. I pay taxes here, but he's driving around with New York plates, and I, believe me, they're looking at him like he's got ten heads. Exactly. So listen, I know we got ten minutes left in the show, and you know, I want to just like. You you know you 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 love the horses and I understand like you just you love going to the casino you lo- I know you're a video poker player like how hey, no how I'm not is, like, I don't I don't like the video poker okay ah, okay okay how is it how like how is how does like can you do you see people on the street just like what is like are people like going out and and st- or staying in or like no staying in man I mean the- uh, buddy I I come in. Honestly, I mean, in the radio station uh, where we do we do the show, um, yeah. it's, it's been two weeks now, and we'd have guests that would come in, and, and, you know, there's a handful of people. No guests, no more guests in studio, so like, even if you flew in, you were, the week you were supposed to fly in, you wouldn't have got in, right? I mean, so they right. they, they knocked it down. There's a handful David of David Miller's staying home. David Miller, we, we, get, we want to get David back on, he, we'll do it by phone. But, no, literally, buddy, I mean, I, I, I leave the house 25 minutes before I'm on the air, I, I come in, you know, it's like the start of Le Mans. I, I, I pull in, uh, the door's locked, I, I knock on the door, they open the door, I walk in, I sit down, I do the radio show, and five minutes after the radio show, I'm on my way and I'm home 22 minutes later. And, and that's, I think that's everybody. I, uh, you know, I'm, well, mo- many people are just home. You know, the only thing I'm doing is I'll come out and do the radio, but it's like right here and we're we're working with one another. We don't get anywhere near each other. I mean, you're in the office now. I'm sure you're doing the same thing. You're wiping everything down. Um, yeah. The the, cra- the crazy thing is, you tell me, guys, because it, it's hit me the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still talking to all the people that are in my, you know, whatever, circle. How you doing? Everybody good? Check on people. And you call. And you, but the, the funny thing is, after two weeks of this, it's like, now, now the phone calls are, hey, man, I miss you. <laughs> you know, like I'm talking to you. But I haven't seen you in 17 days. Uh, it, it's that's the odd part is you you can still. Oh, it's funny. So, one of my partners, one of my business partners, who's uh, he's you know he's staying in the house. He's 65. He's not going. I don't blame him. Um, 
He's he's never you know me and Mike FaceTime each other all the time and all the all the younger guys I do business with and he finally said man I haven't seen you show me how this FaceTime thing works and I FaceTime well, there him you and go. it was funny because I've never <laughs> well, I've never you know FaceTimed what? him before honestly I, can you Mike Mike I'll, I'll let you pile on with me on him but literally uh, this guy has been a walking talking Best Buy store since I've known him. And now we would we hit him with his Snapchat and his Insta whatever and his, you know, he'd bring half a TV station in here. And now I've been doing podcasts and a lot of work from home, and we're using this thing, Zoom. Now we've been using this for like four months, and now this thing happens. Well, I'm walking out the door. My granddaughter's getting ready to go on class, like her fifth grade class. The teacher's teaching the kids an hour a day on Zoom. I'm like, we're using this. We... John, you should be you should be filthy rich with all these things that have had the foresight that all these things you've been running around with are gonna are the, I mean you know they're gonna be the norm shoulda, and shoulda you are woulda, the future. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, I know. You know, like I said, that's that's what I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm I've been baptized, guys. I'm a, I'm a day trader, horse <laughs> degenerate gambler. <laughs> From nine to nine, it's amazing. I wake up, the bell rings, I turn on TVG, the market's going up ten thousand points. The horses are coming out of the gate. I mean, you want that dopamine hit? You can find a way to get it. Which you know, I'm thankful that we have the market. I'm thankful that we have the the horses right now. We also have Nicaraguan soccer, and uh, as Mike is from the former USSR, you know. They're still playing in Belarus. You know, they're still playing. Um, you're a hockey guy. They're still playing the hockey leagues. And, uh, you know, there is – I'm looking at the um, – somebody posted on Twitter, and I wanted to talk to you guys about this, uh, the pers- the prospective resumption dates of certain sports. The estimate for the PGA Tour is May 21st. These are estimates. The estimate for Formula One is June 14th. The estimate for the NBA is June 14th. The estimate for the NHL is a day later, June 15th. The estimate for MLB opening day, which we didn't talk much about today, is June 16th. And uh, NFL, as of current, no change in the opener, 9-10, September 10th, 2020. Um, And as you know regarding the horses, the uh, the Kentucky Derby, September 5th. The Preakness Stakes, September 19th. And uh, the Breeders' Cup, no change. Oh, is that, uh, right wait, now wait, they're no, looking wait. at... No, I did not hear that. Okay. So the the Derby is... You imagine football and the Triple Crown at the same okay. time? No, 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 but that's good to know because I'm like, okay, that's great. They moved the, they moved the Derby, but what, what does that mean to the Triple Crown? So the Pimlico has so it says the 19th, two weeks says, after the Derby... So then, then we got to check on the Belmont, which would normally be three weeks. There. So there, but the th- and I would say this too. Belmont is uh, right. Belmont Stakes per, uh, is um, going to be October tenth as awesome. of right now estimate. Well, and you know what makes this really intriguing, guys? So is, let me repeat that to you: September fifth, yeah. Kentucky yeah. Derby; September nineteenth, Preakness Stakes here in Baltimore; October tenth, Belmont Stakes. I got to do some research regarding the Ravens home game. Hopefully, we have a Saturday Preakness and a Sunday home game. Oh man, alive! How about that? Well, yeah, the, the football schedule's not out yet. But the one thing I will tell you, fellas, the Triple Crown and the Derby itself, and, and honestly, it, it will because I always say this. You know, I say this all the time uh, to you guys. 
just once wouldn't you love to see four or five of them across the track trying to win the Kentucky Derby and then four or five or six be of them nice. go, to, go to Pimlico and say, we're going to do it again when usually the Derby winner rips their heads off and only one or two of the Derby horses go to the Preakness. The difference is these horses are going to be older, more mature, and they'll be more quality three-year-olds at the end of the year this year than there ever are on the first Saturday in May. So th- that is going to be unbelievably interesting. What about the weather situation that it's going to just be by nature colder? Doesn't bother the horses in the least. The horses love it. The horse, the horses love the cold. Doesn't bother. I mean, you you watch any uh, any. They race at Aqueduct in the snow. Anything you guys want to just tidbits of the NFL you want to talk about before we got like three minutes left? Yeah, well, I think next week we'll we'll really, really we'll start diving into this. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, are you a draft, Nick? Mike, I love it, and there's a lot of betting opportunities. I think that's what we should do next week and look at some of these numbers in terms of over-under quarterbacks in the first round. NFL draft is April 23rd to the 25th, and the date is set. I don't know where they're doing it, but that's where it's, they're saying. Yeah, from a... From so we'll it, definitely dive into it next week, but did you see that meme that posted the, the Cincinnati Bengals take Joe Exotic as the first pick overall? <laughs> Oh man, I have I have not watched this. That's a thing. train wreck. You have gotta you wa- watch it. Is it? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Everybody, every, I don't know. It's almost like uh, when everybody likes one team, you know. I'm betting the other team. It's like when everybody's on one show, I'm off to something else. I don't know. Have you, have you seen it? Like have you seen wreck. it, John? Have you seen this Tiger not, not team? Yet, thing? No. All right. Uh, all right, Mike. Uh, Mike, Mike, you're you're uh, you're our resident Siskel and Ebert here. I mean, uh, you know, how many stars? <laughs> I don't really know if it's a star we'll rated show. It's just top. something you have to watch and and just take in for yourself. All right. So everybody, right, well, like everybody said, we'll pick hey, it up next listen, week. Listen, everybody, families are all good, right? I mean, uh, how's your little guy holding up? You know, it's it's tough. It's if I was 15 and I love sports, and you know now I was uh, can't see my friends. I mean, they're doing the Zoom thing, but you know, just like your granddaughter, you know, you got to deal with it. You know, the, I, my, you know, it is what it is. It's not everybody's going through it. You know what I mean? No, like I you don't. said, I wanted to. I was negative. I wanted to tank the show. You said, let's just do it. If you know what, it's one hour a Buddy, week. We can you know talk what? about it. It's it, like, and we'll dive into this more next week. But let's just wrap this up because when normally we'd be winding down this summer is so important because people will be so starved for this and that excitement to return. So I think it's important to be there and, and soldier through this. And when and you guys uh, do a great job, and we invite you to check out Sports Insider Radio. But when we come back, you guys are there. And, and, and listen, it gets us through this stuff, too. Hey, the time flew, fellas. Mike, always a pleasure, buddy. Take care, okay? We'll talk next week. Have a good one, guys. All right, John. You're the man. I'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Say hi to All right. Stay hi safe. to the little guy. All right, you guys stay safe as right, well. We invite folks. Check it out. Sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board. Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News.